going to get started in a few. Make sure to tweet out that you have joined the spaces. We're going to let this run for about a minute or two and then we'll go ahead and get started. Everybody. Thanks for joining. Hello, Koala. Hello, Andrew. Undress. Thanks for coming back. Hey there, Kilroy. All right, we're going to get started in a few. Make sure to tweet out that you're here. Hey there, Antonio. Thanks for joining. All right, thanks everybody who's tuning in. Especially some new faces. Mo Judd Crypto Magazine. Thanks for coming. Growing Ape. Thanks for coming. Sihan. Mikey. Hey Luanda, good to see you again. Make sure to tweet out that we are here. Hey there, MetaMask. Good to see you. All right, all right. Thanks to everybody who is tuning in. Uh, welcome to NFTs for Good. Hey there, Ike Dog. Good to see you. We are a weekly Twitter spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and the founders in the DeFi, Web3, crypto, and NFT space. We do this at least once every week. And you can check out the schedule on our website, www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. And we do this because we know there are a ton of stories that always come out about the negative aspects of DeFi, Web3, Crypto, and NFTs, but we believe if we keep talking about the positive aspects and how the people behind these projects are trying to make the world a better place by building utility with Web3 technology, that we can really elevate the conversation. So with this show and subsequent shows that we do, we'll continue to highlight the people and founders that also include a social good and utility component in what they're building. And we hope that two things can come from this conversation. One, we hope you get to connect with another founder and hear their courageous journey of going from building and from idea to building in public and also be inspired by their stories and know that there are some really great people out here building the new internet. You can check out our upcoming shows and sign up for updates at www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash four dash good. Quick disclaimer that all opinions of the guests or hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or its hosts. This Twitter space is for informational purposes only. None of the opinions of the show by the host or panelists can be considered investment advice. Please do your own research, be safe, and make sure you talk to any security and investment advisors for more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. As you can see, this show is being recorded, so we can have it on our website and other places to promote future shows. Also happy to announce that we are starting to have our episodes on major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So we'll have more details about that in this upcoming week, but we're super excited about that. And um, also really quick before we um, intro our guests, um, I am Kelly. I am founder of Blue Studios. We built a community around education, family, and Web3. And we believe in really redefining what families can do together. I'm a strong believer of that. As a third-generation entrepreneur on both sides of the family, I 
seen what happens when families come together, work together around shared goals. And for me, um, this is exactly uh, me continuing that I guess, tradition um, and bringing and helping other families do the same. And our mission is really to pioneer how families invest, plan and earn together with technology that's accessible to everyone. And a big part of what we do is around coming up with innovative ways and, and innovative approaches to educating and inspiring families to also learn and earn together, but um, also to onboard more families in a safe way to Web3. Super happy to be here today. A big reason why it's important for us to do this show is, again, to highlight the stories and people behind the DeFi and Web3 movement. Web3 is fast-paced. It's 24-7, and we've had to work harder and faster than ever, but it's nice to slow things down and dig deep with amazing guests like we have here today, um, Zach with blockchain um, blockchain home registry. So with that, I will quickly hand it over to Zach to talk a little bit about himself and then we'll go deeper into the interview. Awesome, thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, and just one quick heads up, I think James is in the lobby, um, but he doesn't have a way to request to speak. Uh, his handle is at James Rogers 10. Um, so I'm happy to intro myself, uh, but just want to make you aware of that. Yeah, let me see. I can't see him on my end for some reason in here, but let me let me figure that out. Give me a second while you talk. Yeah, no problem. Hey, everybody. Uh, really, really great to uh, be here. Thank you all for taking the time to come listen to us chat a little bit about uh, the exciting world of real estate and blockchain. Um, there's a lot of amazing stuff happening in the space, uh, and we are really excited about what we're working on, uh, but as well as just the general innovation overall uh, and huge fans of the Blue Studios uh, community and project. Uh, really, really like the whole value system of everything you've set up. Uh, I've been in the Discord lately, and it's just been really cool to see just the conversations going on there. So big fan of what, every, of what everybody's got going on there. Um, high level, uh, just some background on me while uh, Kelly's working on getting James, my co-founder, in as well. Uh, James and I have been working in the prop tech space uh, since about 2017. Um, I'll let him tell sort of the story of how we started in there because it applies a bit more to him. But my background, uh, just to give you a bit of summary, James and I met at college uh, many, many years ago at this point. Uh, we went to school at Tufts University in Massachusetts. Um, after school, we went pretty different directions. Uh, James really moved directly into entrepreneurship uh, and technology, um, and I went into management consulting Then uh, actually spent about 10 years as an electronic music producer um, in Washington, D.C., and then from there, uh, developed a lot of skills and interests in sort of the marketing product design realm. Um, and then in 2017, James and I came together to start working on our prop tech company called Tory Homes. Um, and then most recently, in the last couple of months, uh, it's sort of the end of April, we released a new product called Blockchain Home Registry, which is why we're here today. Um, so excited to introduce that to everyone. Uh, and again, thank you for having us. Thank you, Kelly. No problem. Um, I think um, he has to join on the Twitter app. I think that's the problem. <laughs> okay. Um, I think he can hear us. So I think yeah, I'll, I'll ping I'm, him as well. I'm him right now. So I think he'll be on in a second. I know that's the weird thing about like Twitter spaces. Um, no, no worries at all. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, I mean, do you want to just kind of go into how, you know, maybe you got started in the like, or interested in the DeFi Web3 space and kind of like what inspired you? Oh, wait, here's James right here. Hey, James. Awesome. Great. Hey, hey everyone. Hey there. All right. So, um, just a quick intro, um, would love to hear a little bit about your background. And then Zach also says that you're the one who can tell the origin story about how you guys got started in the space and how. You guys went from, I'm um, interested in this to, hey, I'm dedicating myself 24-7 and making this happen. Yeah, I guess I can do that. Kelly, first, thanks for having us. This is really fun. <clears throat> uh, so like Zach said, we've known each other for a really long time. Uh, we, I, I always like to tell people that Zach and I have been in literally life-threatening circumstances because we, we used to climb a lot of tall mountains together. Uh, so after many years of being mountaineering partners and almost dying on glaciers at high altitude we we decided many many years later that we would regroup and start a company together but in between there the reason that we did that uh, I was I started uh, several companies and and ran engineering teams at a bunch of different consumer technology companies and throughout that I was always really interested in in real estate and and 
you know, the, no matter how many times I tried or I bought or sold homes, it, I found that it never got easier. It stayed really, really hard. It was very stressful, very laborious. So after, uh, I, I guess the, the really quick origin story to, to why Zach and I ended up working on technology and real estate was uh, my wife and I were buying a house. We found it online. Our real estate agent didn't help at all. We actually drove two hours to go see this house. And then our real estate agent wasn't even, he didn't even show up. And I called him and he said he had, his dog had thrown up in his car. He was lost and that I should just go in without him. So I ended up buying that house. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, now I understand how software is built. I think software can make this, this industry better. And I actually quit my job, sold my house. And then Zach and I started a, a company called Tori. Uh, really, really high level. Tori is a, a real estate tech company making it easier to buy, sell, and own homes. Uh, but we've been doing that. We started about five years ago, and and Zach and I have both always been really interested in in blockchain and in the crypto space generally, and what you may more recently hear referred to as Web three. Uh, I'll never forget 2011 when a friend of mine at the gym was telling me that I should buy Bitcoin. I, I wish I had listened to him at the time. It took me a lot longer than that. But uh, so then Zach and I started this company to, to really build technology to, to make things easier in the real estate space. And we uncovered two really big problems that we couldn't help ourselves but solve. And Kelly, your, your, your point about what drove us to spend uh, most of our waking hours thinking about this and those problems. And I'll let Zach explain more of what we're actually building. But those problems that we found were one is that, you know, in building in the real estate space, real estate tech for us more specifically, we found that the industry, while there's a ton of really cool stuff being built, is really uncollaborative. A lot of people are rewriting the same code paths or, re, or you know, rebuilding the same relationships and then not helping each other. And for us, that was a big problem. And then another problem that we found is that you might own your home, but when you do, you own the asset itself. Of course, you can sleep in it. You get to live there, but you don't own the underlying data. And what I mean by that is uh, I actually at one point was was trying to buy a different house with my wife in California. And then we get rejected by 10 insurance companies for wildfire risk. And that was data that we didn't know. The seller of the home didn't know. Insurance companies knew that. And, and they didn't share that with any of us until it was almost too late. Or title companies know much, much more about ownership history and permits and deeds and liens and things like that about property than you might as a buyer or a seller. And we really wanted to go about solving that. So I'll let Zach explain how we're going about it. But but that series of, uh, at this point, many, many years of experience led us to where now we've given up many other things to, to spend a lot of time building what we call blockchain home registry. So I'll, I'll let Zach explain what that actually is. Yeah, sure. definitely. Um, yeah, so definitely tell us a little bit more about what you're building. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, James. Um, so high level, you know, Blockchain Home Registry is a Web3 protocol bringing the world's real estate data on chain. And to sort of ground us in what that actually means, you know, from a consumer standpoint, you can really think of it as Carfax for your home. You know, if, if people here are not familiar with Carfax, uh, it's a company that allows gives you a bunch of insights and information and, you know, a Carfax report about whether the car you're looking to purchase, a used car in this case, you know, has had any accidents, open recalls, previous owners, service history, much, much more. So you can think of it very similarly to that. And the idea is that we're creating a record for all property, all real estate, and sort of one source of truth and bringing all of that information together that, you know, James was referencing that most homeowners don't have access to or the, you know, the ability to even see on a continual basis. So for a consumer standpoint, it's Carfax for homes. You as a homeowner can mint and claim a verified NFT of a property that you own. And that gives you access to this permanent historical transferable record. So on your side as the homeowner, you can be uploading all of the documentation that you have related to your home um, and have, you know, a secure storage solution for all that information, you know, taking things off of receipts, you know, text messages, email, the process of owning your home, you know, is distributed through so many different providers and communications. So having that sort of one source of truth that you can add to and organize everything around your home. But then, you know, it's sort of all of that, but on steroids. And we really, you know, our vision for BHR is building this as a industry standard and protocol and a collaborative one where all of those different service providers that James was talking about, you know, title insurance companies, lenders, banks, you know, energy providers, solar companies, all of them can integrate onto the platform 
and provide their unique data about your home and put it onto your home record. So all of those different companies and services are going to be able to access consumers, you know, with via promotions and different interesting new new technology. And you as the homeowner over time are going to learn more and more about your home and get more access to information about it. So it's a really, you know, it's an entirely new data vertical that really will help bring the entire industry together and then, you know, empower home buyers to really own and understand the information about their property that they own. Um, I know when we first had our uh, conversation uh, before we, you know, did this uh, live interview, it's like, when you really think about it, like you said, Carfax for your home, it's like, you know, more about our cars and even like our devices, everything, we know more history about everything, but the like, mo- like you said, the most important asset that people, most important and most expensive asset that most families own. Exactly. Um, which is insane that we've been kind of going blind <laughs> at this for so many years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the I think anybody who's worked or, you know, interfaced with the real estate industry knows that there's a lot of room for improvement and pretty much everybody is interested in it. all of the different stakeholders. People are looking for solutions, but I think it's really this collaborative approach that's going to, you know, be the the end all be all for this, uh, because there's just too much information out there, too many different providers. So be providing an environment and sort of a platform to bring them all into one place. And then again, really focusing on the homeowners, you know, at the bottom line, I think, you know, that's the way forward for us. No, it makes complete sense. So for uh, basically... Um, your marketplace, how do you attack kind of that chicken and egg problem of the supply side of folks um, willing to contribute their data to this ecosystem and the demand for homeowners um, to seek this opportunity to get more access to the data on their homes? Um, and also, are you focused on a particular type of home, et cetera? So where we're starting is, you know, just primarily U.S. homeowners and, you know, residential property. Uh we intend over time that this protocol could be applied to, you know, all real estate international. Uh, and that's very much part of our, our roadmap and intention. But we're entrenched and have expertise in sort of the U.S. residential market. So that's where we're starting. Um, and then to address your question about the sort of chicken and egg problem, you know, we're we're builders. We love building consumer technology. We've always been in that world. So we really wanted to get something out there as quickly as possible that homeowners themselves could, you know, touch and experience and, you know, give us feedback on. So the sort of MVP that we released a couple of months ago, that's live now. Anybody, you know, listening here, anybody, you know, they can go claim their homes on the platform. They get that verified NFT of the property that they own and then access to the dashboard to immediately start managing everything about your home. And, you know, we even give you a a home valuation report right off the bat for free as well, just to give you just a taste of, you know, here's a new insight about your home that you may not have had. So, the sort of approach is, you know, get that consumer piece out there, really start, you know, identifying what the market wants, what consumers are really looking for, and, you know, what what the pain points are that we can solve immediately for homeowners. But then, you know, where things really start to get interesting is when we start to bring in all of those integrators, you know, bringing in large title companies, large banks and lenders and things like that. So there's sort of an enterprise side of this uh, as part of our go-to-market strategy that we'll really be focusing on over the next, you know, six to 12 months, because, you can imagine that, you know, if you're if you bring in a, you know, a giant title company or something like that, that's doing five million transactions per year. Not only are you getting all of the, you know, bringing their data onto the network, but then all of the people, all of the customers that they have also get to be onboarded as well. So it's, you know, the, there's a really interesting flywheel and something we're really excited about that from a homeowner's perspective the more integrators on the platform, the more data and information available for you about your home, the more incentive there is to get on the platform. But then over time, the more homeowners on the platform, the more interesting it becomes for those different integrators and real estate providers in the ecosystem, because now there's this you know whole trove of homeowners that they can try you know market services to and provide real value for. So it sort of goes back and forth in that kind of flywheel. Oh, oh. Did you want to say something, Zach? That was it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So um, my next question is, so what what types of data sources are available free of charge that don't require customers to necessarily input their own data? I'll, I'll take it on, Zach. So there are certain parts of uh, so some things homeowners own, and they could choose to add those. And eventually, they'll actually be able to monetize their own data. 
uh, I, I'm not avoiding your question. I will answer it, but I think it's an important detail that, you know, so for example, let, let's say a homeowner had to get an appraisal if they got a mortgage on their home, uh, which is very typical. They could then choose to add that, and then eventually they'll be able to monetize that data. Uh, you can imagine if a software company is trying to build better technology to make appraisals more streamlined, it would benefit them to have a data set of maybe 10,000 appraisals. They'll actually be able to buy those from homeowners if those homeowners choose to make them public. They can also, any data they upload, they can also keep private forever and not share with anyone other than themselves, gated by that access of that NFT that only they own. Uh, data sources that are free of charge, uh, Probably not a lot, but we're paying for those things. So the data that's in there now, we as a company pay for because we're trying to add value to the consumer. And then what Zach talked about, uh, we're working with some really exciting partners, uh, everything from some of the largest banks that you've definitely heard of to uh, really large real estate organizations that will be adding data in. So effectively, that will be free of charge to the consumer. Uh, we're building it as a network, and, and there, there may be costs associated, but not to the end consumer in that world, because, again, we're all about creating that value and creating that record where you can just keep learning about your home. You can go on right now and claim your home totally for free, and we'll never charge you. Uh, so there will, you know, there's not going to be a cost because we're all about creating that value. And, and, and we're not, you know, of course, we're, we're a business, so some of those partnerships end up meaning that we either pay to bring in that data or of course there's a monetary aspect to that to the network when that data gets added uh, but that doesn't cost anything to the consumer so uh, effectively all of those data sources eventually will in some form or another be available at, at free of charge awesome and i wanted to just um, add a follow-up question so typically the most information that folks get about their home might be assuming like during the appraisal process like figuring out like what's actually wrong with their home and, and the inspection process. Um, what, what is, um, what, what data key pieces of data are missing in the typical like um, appraisal or home inspection that um, blockchain home registry can provide um, people when they're going through the buying process? So, so one, an, an example that I really like that, that we, that is going to be possible. And we're talking to, again, some partners about how this will happen you can imagine that your local energy company would add in your real-time energy usage data. Uh, they might they might want you to, if you have an electric car, to charge it overnight or to shift your usage, decrease your usage. You know, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now. Obviously, with AC load, they like to think about, okay, how do we manage this so we don't have a blackout? This is information that's really relevant to the way that homeowners live in their homes, but it's hard for energy companies to relay that to the homeowner. They might add in that data in the BHR so that you have it available in real time. But then you can imagine that, Zach was talking about that flywheel of how data builds on itself. Then you can imagine that a solar energy company might add in their sun model to show homeowners what the potential of their rooftop is to say, hey, here's what your real-time energy usage is. We know what the system size that you would need to offset that. So we're going to give you a discount on a right size solution for your rooftop. And now you as a homeowner have learned those new things. So you were asking about in the buying process. Those are both totally relevant. I mean, a lot of, you know, Zach and I have been working in the real estate space for a long time. What the utilities cost is something that everybody wants to know. I'm mean, going to buy this home. How much am I going to be on the hook for, for, for gas and for electricity? So that's the type of information that will be in there. The more integrations that get built, again, in that example, the energy company. Now, the next time that you're buying that home, if the owner of the NFT has flipped that information public for you, you'll be able to view all of that, which is much more in depth than you'd ever get in a traditional appraisal or inspection. Yeah. And I think it's just to add on to that, it's not only what like pieces of surgical data are missing, but also just the the continuous stream of information, you know, covering the entire history of the home, because there can be gaps and sort of, you know, spots where there just isn't any accountability or record or receipts. So really starting to get a more holistic look at a home's updates over time, improvements, renovations, things like that. I think that will help somebody who's a prospective buyer be able to have much more, you know, in-depth and analytical insight into what's gone on in the home and help then forecast, you know, what's the actual cost of living going to be to support this home once I purchase it? Because a lot of those sort of hidden costs, as it were, come up because of, you know, things like seasonality and, you know, sort of one-offs, things that break. And so the more vision and understanding you have about the home's history, the better you are going to be able to plan, uh, which then also, if you really think about it, can, you know, 
start to really become interesting when you're looking to sell your home because the more high fidelity these records become, the more information available about homes, the more marketable the home could be because prospective buyers have all of that extra transparency and insight. So they can waive things like inspection contingencies, that's which are, you know, hold up the deal, you know, can lead to the deal falling through. It's just like there's so many more efficiencies that can be gained. So over time, it's both you know, it's sort of in the homeowner's interest to add records to the network and their home because, you know, down the road when they look to sell, that could really be, you know, something that's quite impactful uh, in terms of, you know, creating interest for prospective buyers. No, this is amazing. This is definitely the future. Um, so for, so when someone sells their home, how do you envision someone getting access to the data on their home? Um, and then how do I prove I now own this home and, and get access to your platform? Um, and also, last thing, can it function in and how would it function possibly in inheritance planning? Sure, I can jump in on that. So when somebody sells their home, the, the way that, you know, when when you go to claim your home, we're verifying against public record. You know, we're taking your legal name and matching it to public record to ensure that, yes, you are the owner of this home itself. So the second that that public record is updated, we will be able to verify and say, okay, well, it's clear that, you know, Kelly, if you're the one selling your home, like you no longer are the owner of that home. So in that case, we'll be building in features to sort of take possession of the NFT um, in, in our custodial wallet. And then the next homeowner can then go through the same claim process the, the original owner or the first owner had uh, to verify their identity and verify that they are the new owner on public record. So that's how they'll actually take possession of it. Um, and then you had asked uh, what, about can it function in inheritance planning? Um, I, we don't have that like roadmap yet, but you know, as with anything, like I very much see a future where that could be easily handled on VHR. Totally makes sense. Um, and then, so how does someone, you know, partner or um, do an integration with uh, blockchain home registry? Like, how do you see integrations working with you, um, you all as you deliver on your roadmap? I can take that one, Zach. Uh, so that's a lot of what we're building now. Um, so Zach talked about the sort of beginning of the product that's live now where people can go claim their NFT and, and get access to the record that's specific to their home. Uh, we're working really hard to actually build out the entire framework. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of code to write to make that work in the right way. Um, so that's not going to be live for several months, uh, but, but, but we're working very diligently on making that happen. Um, that's that's uh, probably the next big thing in our roadmap is to make it so it's very easy to build those integrations. Uh, but it, it's, you, you'll, you'll see a lot more about that over the coming months. Awesome. And I just want to um, note um, to everybody in the audience, um, feel free to start thinking through some questions that you have of Zach and James. Um, so I'm going to keep asking questions, but I want you guys to start thinking through them. And then also, um, if you uh, once you have a question, just go ahead and request to speak. And if you're a little, um, you know, stage stage shy or camera shy, um, feel free to DM me or tweet at me your question. Um, or maybe there, you know, it's not um, maybe it's not too quiet where you are, but you still want to ask a question. Feel free to just shoot me a DM, tweet at me, or you can just request to speak and come up to the stage. Um, also, I want to note that um, toward the end, if you stay till the end of the spaces today, that we'll be giving away $50 unstoppable domains credits. If you've come to a previous show before, you can still get a new credit this week. So um, we, we love uh, repeat folks in the audience. So we want to make sure you guys come every single week. But again, start thinking through your questions and make sure to stay to the end so that you can get that $50 unstoppable domain credit. Um, so a quick question. So tell us about the chain that you're building on and why you chose that specific chain. Go ahead, James. Uh, so the, the NFTs are built on Ethereum. Uh, you know, we understand there's some limitations there as far as gas fees, although it's less of a limitation in our case because we pay for them. Uh, you, you, our, our custom, the people that claim their homes don't have to pay any gas fees. Uh, we we give, give away the home claim totally for free. Uh, we're going to be building a lot more 
blockchain technology, when I was talking about the integration platform and how all that works with the on-chain data, uh, we're evaluating a lot of different options for that. Uh, we actually haven't finalized which which chain we're building on top of, uh, evaluating a few different ones, but, but again, haven't finalized that yet. All right, I see Antonio has a question. So come up to the stage, Antonio. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kelly and Zach and James for for doing this spaces. It's something I look forward to on a weekly basis now, um, having uh, the, the opportunity to talk to some experts and, and true builders in the space, trying to make an impact and uh, in, in are actually making a tangible impact in the Web3 space and uh, for for everyday lives of of people. So so thanks for that. Um, I do have two questions. Um, specifically regarding um, tamper-proof documents, right? And and I just thought about this when you were telling the story um, about some of the hurdles and some of the difficulties that you had, James, when you were purchasing your home, um, which really led to you to really like tackle this problem. Um, one is about uh, digitizing the assets, right? So once you claim your home, I was curious to know um, will that have any effect um, in the future or even currently with credit scoring? Um, I check my email daily and I'm constantly getting phone calls about increasing my credit rate limit. And, you know, we check our credit scores and I'm pretty sure um, the vast majority of the people in the spaces um, has a credit card. Right. So I was curious to know already um, or in the future if there would be um, some integration or if there's some way that credit scores might be um, affected positively or if it can read the information and the data that you all have um, and have some kind of positive or negative effect on credit scoring with your venture. And then my other question is, if there's any interesting data insights that you all can share based on your unique vantage point running blockchain home registry. So whether it's like the, the um, what geographic area that has the most claimed homes? Is it the West Coast, the Midwest, the East Coast? Um, any interesting data or metrics that you can share um, based on what you've learned so far having run your company? Thanks much. Thanks, Antonio. Great question. So the, the, the credit sort side, uh, some of the really exciting, some of the things we're really excited about on the integration side involve a new and innovative loan products that will be made possible because of BHR. Uh, as far as will this affect your credit score? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we haven't we haven't talked to any credit agencies about integrations. Um, is there a possibility for that? Sure. Uh, one of the things that we're most excited about with building BHR is the sky's the limit. Uh, in a lot of ways, we're agnostic to what gets built on top of it. We're building a protocol for the real estate industry. Uh, but if that's something that you thought would be valuable, you, Antonio, could go build that. For example, you, you could create a novel integration that connects credit scores to the information that people upload and then and then in any information attached to their home. And then maybe that could work that way. Uh, we're excited because anybody will be able to build on top of it in that way. And then to your second question, um, this is all pretty new. So uh, it's been pretty geographically widespread. Uh, as you can imagine, there are there's a higher density of claims in cities just because there are more people in those places, but it's all pretty new. So it, it seems like it's pretty widespread geographically across the United States so far. And just to piggyback off of that on the, the first question about credit, you know, just to, so we can reinforce this for everybody, we're building BHR, you know, with, with homeowners in mind. And we understand that there's a lot of privacy, you know, considerations. Uh, a lot of the documentation on home records can have sensitive information on it. So, you as the homeowner will always have control over what documents, what information, what data is made public or private. So just just to clarify, you know, if if at some point there was, you know, an integration built that would be looking at, you know, and assessing credit again, you would have the control to sort of say, like, I'm you know, not willing or not interested in participating on that. Um, and then just one other thing on the this is less I guess this is sort of a, a data insight, but. I just think it's been really interesting as we've sort of taken off that 
there's been a lot of, you know, we're building this with a Web3 community in mind first, just because, you know, the application is going to be much more relevant, uh, especially when we're in the early phases of building on our roadmap and building out features. But I've been really excited to see how many homeowners immediately are finding value on the platform, even with zero Web3 experience. And, you know, it's been a sort of important part of our thesis that, you know, the next wave of Web3 technology very well and probably should for most use cases be sort of invisible. You know, the products and services that are using and leveraging the technology should be out in front. But I think anybody who's in here and anybody who's really trying to get in the Web3 space knows that there are definitely hurdles. There's definitely overhead in education, you know, and that's why, you know, companies and teams like Blue Studios are so great because they're helping sort of, you know, lower that barrier to entry and make it more accessible to people. But I was just really interested and excited to see how many homeowners already find value here and are able to use the product with, you know, minimal to no experience in the Web3 space. I think that, you know, especially in the the sort of macro environment and the correction that we're seeing right now in the sort of crypto Web3 space overall, there's going to be and probably is a, a lot of latent demand for real services and products, you know, and no offense to anybody, you know, is a fan of Board Ape Yacht Club, but people are looking for more than JPEGs of monkeys, you know, to really validate why blockchain technology is going to be useful in the future. So uh, just, you know, an insight that we had, has just been really great to see a lot of people, you know, coming to us first. And, you know, I think BHR can be a really great platform for sort of educating people into the Web3 space, but sort of being this, this omnibus for education about Web3, blockchain, financial literacy, home ownership, and real estate overall. Awesome. Thanks for that. And and yeah, w regarding the insights that you provided about cities, that makes uh, a, a lot of sense. So thanks for that. And then the description of being a, um, you know, like Carfax for your home uh, is is brilliant. So so thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thank you, Antonio. Awesome. And so um, our next question I will have is actually from the audience um, via DM. And then we'll go to we'll go right to you right after Kilroy. Um, so this question is from 147.wallet, also known as MetaMask. Um, um, he said, "Is this data open to the public? Can a user set slash can a user set slash give permission to who is able to view any information on their property?" Um, also, they said, "By the way, it is very good technology for real estate investors." Uh, so to the short answer is yes, the, whoever uploads any of the data has full privacy controls over who sees it. So, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but a homeowner, when they upload any information, they could choose to keep that completely private forever. Uh, they don't have to share that with anyone other than any, whoever has control of that NFT, which in the case, in this case is the owner of that home. Uh, so if a third party integrator, like I said, an energy company or a bank or an insurance company, if they add data to someone's home, uh, it's their data. So they can choose what they want to do within that within the network. But certainly the, uh, the homeowner has full privacy controls and never has to share anything that they don't want to. They may choose to share it for certain reasons, like it gives them access to some novel type of integration. Or like I said before, they, they'll eventually be able to actually monetize their data if they make it public in certain ways, but they never have to. Uh, and then to the property investor side, absolutely. I mean, there are going to be some really interesting things that are possible with this, like more sophisticated valuations of properties than we've been able to do before with more data available. Great. Thank you so much for that question. And now, Kilroy, come on up to the stage. Hello, Kelly. He hello, guys. Uh, hello, Zach and James. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a, a very awesome and uh, interesting question. Uh, uh, solution to uh owning properties uh i have i have been uh uh in touch with this topic since 2017 and uh things uh just got interesting with the advent of nfts with regards to uh, a property ownership protocol so uh just two questions uh what is the tokenization process uh with regards to uh 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 putting all the data in into into the blockchain and uh and uh, second question is uh is about security uh what happens if uh 
in 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 some way or another uh, i lose my 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 token that's all thank you very much uh, thank you so uh the the second question first if you lose access let's say that somebody come your wallet would compromise uh, we have a system in place where you can contact us and, and we can re-verify that you are indeed still the owner of that home. Uh, and then we have the ability to reissue you the proper NFT for access. Uh, and then uh, as far as process for actually getting the information on chain, uh, I mentioned before that a big part of what we're building for the next big stage of our roadmap is that. Uh, so the whole integration process and what adding novel data to the network looks like. Uh, so you'll see a lot more about that over the next few months, but it's not built yet. So I, I can't really share too many details about what our what our plans are there. Uh, it's it's really exciting and there's going to be a lot of very cool stuff, but uh, you'll, have, you'll have to keep tabs on it and follow along for the next few months. And awesome. awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, and uh, thank you for the question, Kilroy, and also thanks for the support on socials. Definitely see you out there. So yeah. for all that, um, yeah. just worth clarifying that right now, you know, we are evaluating decentralized data storage solutions, but anything that you upload once you've claimed the NFT of your home is stored centrally. We just use AWS for that. Um, that's just because oh, okay. we're we're not yet very comfortable with any of the solutions out there. Um, I definitely think that, you know, that's part of the roadmap for sure. But, uh, you know, we use this example sometimes, like you wouldn't want your inspection report on chain visible to anyone saying that like your back door, you know, is broken because then somebody can see that and be like, all right, go Rob Kilroy, because I, you know, just saw that on chain. So right now, you know, privacy is the highest, you know, one of the highest priorities we have. So this is where we're starting, but very much we'll be, you know, we've got a roadmap to hit that sort of DeFi solution. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, just a uh, 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 follow-up topic, because uh, this really is a, uh, is a game-changing technology since, uh, and uh very uh, good uh, opportunities for uh, integrations uh, such as energy companies, insurance companies, uh, the banking institutions, and uh, and uh, uh, and uh, thinking about uh, Kelly's uh, uh, comment about uh, the inheritance process. I think uh, it should be better if uh, that should be also integrated into the uh, future roadmap. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think they're, we're just, you know, we released a light paper about a week and a half ago. And if people are interested, um, I'll definitely post the link in the uh, Blue Studios Discord after this. Uh, and you can yeah. find it on our socials as well. But we walked through a lot of different use cases that we've come up with. There's probably like 20 or so in there. But in all honesty, like, it, as James said, like, it's really the, the application is limitless, um, you know. Yeah anything you know home depot or lowe's could integrate on the platform all of the smart home technology companies could you know integrate on the platform so it, it really becomes you know this experience that transcends you know into the actual like irl experience of of yeah. living your home as well so we're really excited to you know continue building in that direction thank you very much guys and uh, i will be a solidly uh uh following you on this thank you very much thank you Kilroy. i appreciate it Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So um, another question I have, um, just just in general for folks who are listening in. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, they want to work or start something in Web3, but, you know, they might not feel like they have the relevant skills. What would you say to folks who are, are thinking about building or entering into this space? Um, on my end, <clears throat> I think it's, follow your passions. I think the the really brilliant and exciting part about Web3 is it's not localized to one industry. Um, it's in fact, probably applicable for almost every industry out there in some manner of fact. So really start with what you love and, you know, find the different projects, you know, like DeFi projects, NFT projects that, you know, are working in that space to just get a better understanding of, you know, what actually exists out there, who the players are, who, you know, find find people that you admire that are working on those problems and just try and get close to them and, you know, establish a relationship with them. This this whole the whole Web3 ecosystem is about community and relationships and, you know, people lifting one another up together. So 
that would be my first, you know, place to start is just find what you're interested in and go and find who's working on it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, not built yet. And there's a lot of applications that I'm sure, you know, we haven't even seen and entire new industries being built as well. So if you've got ideas around that, like just just find people who are similarly passionate about the stuff that you are and start there. It, uh, and I, I totally agree with all of that. I think, and I'm I'm biased a bit because my background is is in writing code. But one of the really neat things about everything in the blockchain space is that you can just go look at the code. So, if, uh, one thing that I think is really neat as a way to start learning, even if you don't know how to write code, just start reading some smart contracts. Whether that's if you let's say you know, Zach referenced Board Ape Yacht Club you could go read their smart contract just to start understanding how does an NFT get created? And, and you don't have to dig too deep to figure out all of the imports that they've got in, you know, every, every part of the library that generates every piece of that, because it actually gets pretty complex at some point, but you could start to go look at that. And it's actually, even if, even if the way that you wanted to get started was maybe by buying an NFT, I, I would still suggest going and reading that contract because I think one, one of the reasons that there's so much stuff that people and there's so many scams and so much fraud in the space is because you're buying an asset that the under the 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 code the technology the the framework for what creates it is 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 available to you but a lot of people either don't know that or they just don't take advantage of the fact that it's right in front of them so i think it's a really great way i know i learned a ton by just starting to read contracts before we actually started writing our own a while ago and that was really really valuable to me so it's something i would highly suggest even if you're not someone who writes code professionally or even on the side i think it's a really great way to learn about how the space actually works and it's a really unique part of the technology that underlies anything blockchain yeah. And, and just one more thing to add there. There's also just, you know, a ton of education being built up in this space. You know, again, teams like Blue Studios are doing great work there. You know, other teams like Odyssey Dow, like there are so many different platforms and companies building for this use case of like, how do we get the next million people into Web3 and creating really good resources and again, communities around all of this. So it's it's this great moment where like, as James said, you know, if you want it, it's out there. You just have to go, you know, spend the time to find it. But the information is there. And of course, keep joining spaces like this. Exactly. <laughs> love it. Thanks. Thanks for the shout out, guys. <laughs> um, and I love that. I actually, uh, James, I don't think anybody has ever said to go out and read smart contracts. So that is great advice um, to help people get up to speed on, you know, just understanding how smart contracts work and kind of like the, the baseline of a blockchain. So that is a great answer um, for folks to get up and running in this space. Um, would also love to know your thoughts of, you know, where do you see the broader role of like crypto, DeFi, NFTs, Web3, and the impact um, this can have? Um, where would you like to see it go? So as Zach mentioned before, I mean, I think there are a lot of different industries that it can apply to. Uh, you know, I, I think there are some people that are, have a really maximalist take on this, that they think that blockchain is just going to eat the world and it's going to take over everything. Uh, personally, I, don't, I, I think that that's probably not the most pragmatic approach, I think. But however, I think there are a ton of different use cases that we're yet to explore. Uh, but I'm of the mind that, you know, we're, we're I, I maybe from a, we're, we're over a decade now into this experiment that is blockchain. And I think it's been a really exciting, really interesting, you know, maybe 13 years so far. I think the next decade, a lot of what you see that uses blockchain won't talk about blockchain. I think that things will be Web3 or use NFTs or use blockchain as an underlying technology. You might not even know it. I think that a lot of what has existed over the last decade has been mostly around cryptocurrencies, uh, but, I, but the technology itself doesn't necessarily have to be around a currency. It's actually just a really interesting technology when you distribute durable information globally. And when you think about it that way, about what does it look like to have immutable data that no one can change without some sort of consensus mechanism, that's a really neat technology to apply in a lot of different ways. But you don't necessarily need to talk about it. When Zach and I explain it, it happens to be in the name of our company, Blockchain Home Registry. But when we explain what we do, 
a lot of times we don't even talk about NFTs or, or anything, cryptocurrency or blockchain, because in reality, it's actually just a product that's really useful. When we explain this sort of this notion of like a supercharged Carfax for your for your house, people are just like, oh, of course, that makes sense. But you don't need to talk about blockchain to understand why that's useful. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in the next 10 years of blockchain technology, not needing to talk about blockchain technology. Yeah, I totally agree. And then just to add, I, you know, and I sort of feel this from my musician background as well. Like, I, I think one of the big opportunities of, of Web3, one of the big promises of this technology is that, you know, there's a bit of a recalibration happening in terms of ownership over data and moving away from just these like large private or public companies that, you know, have have all of the information on their side and distributing that and creating ownership that can sort of transcend these, you know, sort of legacy Web2 institutions. So, you know, on the music side of things, you know, some really exciting projects that are connecting artists to fans and, you know, they're creating community around that artist, tracking their progress, you know, deciding to follow along vis-a-vis -vis an asset like an NFT, but that NFT then being used to engage that community, give them cool perks and access and just really enable the growth of those musicians in a way that, you know, legacy companies like Spotify and, you know, all of the layers that sort of strip away, uh, you know, the revenue potential or the earning potential of an artist, I think there's sort of a recalibration there and really starting to just connect people to the other people and projects that are providing value and sort of removing those intermediary layers. So really excited. Again, I'm, I'm biased on that side because I came from that world and, but just excited to see that happening at a larger scale. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I have a question from the audience uh, via DM, and then I will bring Type 3 Civilized up to the um, stage um, to ask a question as well. So um, for 729.NFT, also known as Bitcoin Bear Club, um, ask the guests, will there be a token or ICO released by this project um, for investors to invest? Uh, right now, we're just focused on building the product. Uh, we got a lot of exciting ideas on our roadmap. Uh, like I said, we, like I said before, there's a lot of stuff we, we can't really talk about uh, because we got a, a lot of plans in motion, a lot of which are not finalized yet. Uh, so I can't really share anything about that because there's nothing finalized. So right now, we're really just focused on building a product that's as useful as possible to everybody that uses it. Good, great answer. <laughs> Next up, uh, Type 3 Civilized, you have a question for the guests? Hi, yeah, thank you. Um, so, uh, James, very, uh, very interesting concept. And I was on your website last night, and uh, like you mentioned, there is a limitless possibility in applications. Uh, um, but as I was thinking about this product, uh, uh, I have a question. Probably you might have explained it earlier today. I was a little bit late, so sorry if you already explained it. Um, I'm trying to compare this. Sol As I understand, this solution is basically a centralized uh, storage of the home registry coupled with uh, blockchain proof of concept and uh, cons consensus uh, mechanism. I'm trying to compare your solution with today's web two based solutions, for example, credit bureaus or Carfax, where we are able to query using the internet. I mean, your solution also needs internet, right? And today's solutions also look up into a centralized, centrally stored data and get the information. So how different or what is the added value um, for to to mint an NFT um, as a proof of your ownership of a data that is stored on a central server compared to using an internet, maybe login log in by login credential or something, and having the access to the same data. Um, again, you might have already explained this, but as later, uh, so I'm just trying to understand. Zach, do you want to take that one? Nope. Okay, I can see it. All right. Uh, so, 
we so one of the really neat things about uh, NFTs, is, and this is you, you think you a lot of times people think about NFTs, they think about sort of ten thousand minted generative art profile photos. But what it really is is just a a marker, uh, a marker to a specific asset on the internet. And it, what's what's really neat about it is before that concept, we never really had ownership on the internet because you could, you know, I, I could go make a database and say that you own something, but then I could just, you know, if I, if I just own that database and I manage it, I could just go log in and just change who owns it. But when it's the NFT, uh, and you can actually say the same thing about your credentials. I mean, your, your login credentials to a website, but with the NFT, what's really neat is that you actually have verifiable ownership of something on the internet. And we really think that this application of that technology is really interesting because when we connect the real world ownership by verifying that you are indeed the owner of that home within that owned marker in that verifiable, unique asset that that this really neat technology that was facilitated, you know, that, that came about with NFTs allowed for, uh, we think the connection to that is really compelling because the, one, one way we think about it is that the NFT itself is sort of like the keys to your digital house. Um, it, you are the only person that will ever have that access until uh, until you eventually sell the house if you choose to do that. Uh, but that's not as easy to do in a verifiable sense. So e easy, sort of a weird word because it's actually a lot easier to just go make a database record than it is to actually go generate and mint an NFT. Uh, but it's a much more durable, immutable concept that we, we even we couldn't just go change who owns a home once you've actually minted it. So we think it's a much more secure and verifiable long-term solution than uh, in your example, just to sort of logging credentials on a website. That said, uh, you know, not everybody that uses this necessarily has a, a non-custodial wallet like a MetaMask or you know, Coinbase wallet. So we actually do support the notion of, of a custodial wallet where we'll hold the NFT for you until you're ready if you want to later move it out into a non-custodial wallet. Uh, and then that allows you to log into the platform. So we support both because, you know, my parents, for example, you know, they love this idea and, and they're excited about using it. But they, they they don't have a MetaMask wallet. They don't own any cryptocurrencies, but they want to be able to use this. So so we do support both. But but we really, you know, we're, we're big believers in that ownership on the Internet that was facilitated really for the first time with some of this new technology. Sorry, guys, uh, my mic was off, but think it's working now uh just to add to that as well <clears throat> you know when we think about we get the question sometimes like why blockchain and a lot of it is like sort of going back to you know the problem statement that james brought up sort of when we kicked off this twitter space is that our experience working in the real estate industry for the last you know five years a piece has really brought into focus how broken the industry is and a lot of that is because there's a lot of competition nobody's incentivized to work with one another so in reality I don't think, you know, most of those stakeholders, these large banks, financial institutions, you know, all of the different providers in the industry, the, there's a huge advantage that having this sort of open and immutable platform, you know, affords all of them to build trust with all of those different providers, because not many of them would be interested in having, you know, putting all of their data into the centralized network. And then, you know, then we become the sort of big centralized network that can sort of turn them on and off. So, that's also, you know, we we want to build this as a collaborative solution. We really get to where we want to go if the industry can build with us and we can build together. And the sort of ethos and, you know, uh, the technological advantage that blockchain provides is is a big reason why we're using that. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. You explained it very well. Uh, one quick question, actually. Um, um, if I mint an NFT for my home, does the NFT itself on it or in the trade somewhere would would say that this is the address of this home? I'm thinking of thinking of a scenario where I meet a home and then everybody knows that the owner of this particular wallet lives here. That's another one of those privacy controls. It's up to you. Uh, so some people like that, um, but that but you you'll be able to actually say don't ever show that and, and hide that from anybody uh, privacy safety security privacy it's all extremely important to us so so all, all that stuff is is baked in from the beginning got it okay nice thank you very this is very interesting 
concept and i'm i'm sure uh this is a kind of a once once like you mentioned once the industry grows with it this will be basically a kind of foundation of validation and centralized uh, uh, blockchain and and central hybrid uh uh, infrastructure of blockchain plus centralized storage. Thank you. That's the hope. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Yes. Thank you for the question as well. Um, so I know we're, we're getting close to time, but um, would love to ask um, a few more questions. Um, one, I know um, you guys have been uh, kind of keeping the roadmap close to the chest, but is there anything new or new alpha that you can tease out today. We'd love to hear about like what's coming next, whatever you can share. And then finally, I always love to end with an ask, um, how can the audience support you and uh, spread the word about what you guys are building? Sure, um, in terms of the uh, the new alpha, I mean, it, you sort of said it, you know, we're always building. There's, you know, a lot of great features that we've got lined up over the next many weeks, months uh, and into the future. So. A lot coming down the pipeline. I uh, want to keep people in suspense, but uh, we will be releasing something in the next couple of weeks, uh, sort of really developing this sort of maintenance history and tracking so that anything that you do on your home, any kind of service, you know, you can log and really start to build up the fidelity of that record and get a better snapshot of like what you've actually been doing to your home. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, that can that information, that record can be really, really useful when you look to sell. So that's just one very small thing we've got coming up. Um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, we're going to be releasing an ambassador program. We've had a lot of people raising their hand, you know, really excited, trying to find ways to get involved. Um, and so we want to empower our community and, you know, create something thoughtful around that so that everybody can participate and, you know, find some, you know, interesting way to reward and, you know, provide uh, advantage and opportunity for folks who want to participate at that level. Uh, and then also just, building out a lot of education and content. Um, you know, we've got our blog live. We're constantly putting out great stuff there. Um, because again, as I said, I think blockchain home registry sits in this great sort of, you know, trifecta of interest in education, you know, for web three space, real estate, and then sort of financial wellness, financial literacy. So constantly putting stuff out there to just, you know, it, it's, in our advantage and you know we have just a lot of conviction and really believe that more people should know about this space and all of the potential that it has so that will be you know our contribution to that effect and then uh kelly you also asked about our ask um try the product you know as james said you know it's free for anybody who's a homeowner uh to go and claim their home uh so we love feedback. Um, anybody who's got thoughts, things they'd like to see, you know, we just want to, we just want to learn and build with our community. So try the product, give us feedback, um, you know, let people know what you're thinking about it. Uh, and, you know, just tag us on socials. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, really. Oh, go ahead, James. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> no problem. So yeah, no, really want to thank you guys for um, coming on today. I um, want to thank everybody for also tuning in. Um, in terms of everybody getting to redeem their Unstoppable Domains credit, um, make sure to DM Blue Studios Labs. We are in this, um, in this Twitter space right now. So if you click on Blue Studios Labs, this little gear with the Saturn ring around it, um, please DM that account and let us know that you are in the spaces today and we will go ahead and send you your unique promo code to get a $50 um, Unstoppable Domains credit, which is like the GoDaddy of Web3 domains. Um, if you are in this space and don't DM us, you, you will not get a Unstoppable Domains credit because I can't remember everybody who attended. So make sure to DM us as soon as possible so you can get that. Um, again, want to thank uh, Zach and James from Blockchain Home Registry. Um, this is truly the future. I think, again, I always say this, I think we'll look back on how poorly we keep data about our most important, important assets that we own. And we'll look at this time like it's like the Stone Ages. Like, I can't believe I had all this stuff in different file folders and <laughs> in different places around the house instead of having it in one central location that is immutable, that can't be changed and is completely verifiable. Um, so I'm so glad that you guys are, are working on this problem.
Thanks so much, Kelly. I really appreciate it. And if anybody has follow-up questions, uh, feel free, slide in DMs. Uh, we're, we're more than happy to take this offline. But thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Blue Studios. This has been really great. Really appreciate your all's time. Oh, Thanks, Kelly. That was really fun. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is NFTs for Good. We're weekly Twitter spaces. We're all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT, Web3, DeFi, crypto space. We do this at least once every week. And you can check out the schedule on our website www.bluestudios.io backslash nfts dash for dash good. Um, we have some really great uh, spaces coming up. So definitely check this out. And hopefully we can have this conversation again with blockchain home registry. I feel like this is just the beginning of our conversation around this space with you guys. So thanks again for tuning in. And thanks everybody for coming and feel free to follow us to stay up to date on the next show. So Thanks again, and we everybody have a great evening. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate Bye. it. Thanks, everyone.